cancer. Just saying the word brings up thoughts of fear and hospitals, radiation, chemotherapy, and possibly death. I've had far too many people in my life succumb to cancer. My Aunt Patty, she was truly the life of the party. Such a beautiful, good-hearted woman who, no matter what the family gathering's purpose was, let me tell you, Aunt Pat would down a couple of beers and then belt out Patsy Klein's crazy, just as if they were soul sisters. Crazy, I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. Those were such great times. According to the American Cancer Society, more than 252,000 women will be diagnosed with invasive breast cancer this year. Except for skin cancer, it's the most common cancer among women, affecting one in eight. And many people don't realize that men can get breast cancer too. But there's good news both in terms of survival rates and new technology that's saving lives. I'm America's Digital Pro, Kim Commando. And in this Commando On Demand podcast, we're gonna talk to a few women who faced different journeys with breast cancer, But thanks to technology and medical advancements, cancer is no longer a death sentence. One woman was able to stop the cancer before it even started in what is just a remarkable story of survival and beating all the odds. And another woman started a national movement to let others know they may be at a higher risk. We'll also speak with the American Cancer Society's chief medical officer and a physician from one of the country's most respected breast cancer research centers. And just a little reminder, If you're not already getting each and every one of our Commando On Demand podcasts delivered to your phone, your tablet, or computer automatically, just subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes or Google Play. This way, you get my podcast delivered to you automatically every single week. The Commando On Demand podcast is brought to you in part by iDrive. Protect all your data on all your PCs, Macs, servers, and mobile devices to one iDrive account. Switch to iDrive today from any competing service and get 90% off your first year iDrive.com, promo code KIM. When I first met Christy Morecambe, I never would have expected what she had gone through. You see, she's this vibrant, beautiful, truly beautiful woman with a smile as big as Texas. That's right. Now, these alpacas have been domesticated for You see, Christy brought by some exotic animals into the Kim Commando Show studios during a live broadcast. She's the face and the personality for a wildlife zoo here in Phoenix. And their fiber is actually softer, warmer, and lighter. Over time and through visits to my show, I learned that she's married, she has three beautiful children, and appears to have life totally under control. Then I heard more about her. When I did, I was just shocked. She's never had breast cancer, but she actually has had a double mastectomy. Christy is a carrier of the BRCA1 gene that increases a woman's risk of getting the disease. I asked Dr. Otis Brawley of the American Cancer Society to explain more about this gene. Certain mutations increase one's risk of getting breast cancer by 80%. Certain mutations increase uh, risk by 50%. There's some mutations that increase risk by only 18 or, or, or so percent. And that's just above baseline. Christy knew she was a carrier of the gene when she was young due to a history of breast cancer in her family. Her mother has five sisters and the oldest were diagnosed with breast cancer in the same year. Meanwhile, one of the other sisters went to the 
doctors and was telling her doctor about her older sisters and now the history that she has. And he recommended that they get BRCA1 tested to see if they actually carried the breast cancer gene. So they got tested and uh, Marie had gotten tested. They all came back positive and that's what led to the rest of the sisters getting tested. And out of the six women, five of them were BRCA positive. The five sisters included Christy's mom. So Christy, you took the test at 18 and found out you were positive. That's a lot for an 18-year-old to take in. I was, of course, shocked and upset that I was positive and was going to have to have the surgeries. But after I had digested the initial shock of being BRCA positive, I realized I was also really lucky to know that I'm BRCA positive, especially after seeing what my aunts had to go through. And what about the rest of your family? All the children of my aunts got tested, and out of all the children, at least one child um, from the aunts was positive. After she found out she was positive, Christy went on with her life. She went to college. She turned her love for animals into a career at the Wildlife World Zoo. That's just outside Phoenix, Arizona. She was put on really heavy birth control medications. This would slow down her ovaries that reduces the risk of breast cancer. But everything changed when she met her husband, Justin, back in 2009. I realized that we're really serious and that we're gonna get married. And I explained to him my current health situation and how I would have to have children sooner than later. And he agreed that it's a good idea. So we got married and we had our first child. And then as soon as she was born, I went back to the oncologist. And he explained to me that I should have children, my uh, second child, sooner than later. That had to be a really difficult decision, to have another child right after another one. We didn't know if we wanted a second child because Ivy was still so young and she was a lot for us to handle. And uh, we decided we'll try for a second child. And if we wind up conceiving, great. If not, we're really happy with just one child. And then you got a surprise. I found out I was pregnant, and then uh, about two months later, I found out it was with twins, which was a lot for me to take in. I never anticipated having twins. Twins don't run in our family. And when the doctor told me I was pregnant with twins, I had a mini breakdown just because I knew I was going to have to have my surgeries shortly after having my second child, and I thought it was going to be a lot to handle. So you have your children, and now it's time to have these surgeries. You had two separate surgeries where the doctors did two different procedures each time. The first time, you had the double mastectomy, and then the deflated implants were inserted. The doctor did a second double surgery, inserting the implants, and then also doing a modified hysterectomy. It's a Salpingo oophorectomy, and what that is is the removal of your fallopian tubes and your ovaries, and it was all done microscopically, which was nice, and the recovery was really easy. Uh, They left my uterus then because with my BRCA-positive diagnosis, there's no research that suggests that I'm at an increased risk of uterine cancer. Chrissy, what's your advice to women who think that they carry this gene? So I would recommend uh, for women who do have the history of breast cancer in their family to speak to their doctor about getting tested. It scares me to think that I could be positive and not know it. 
So, Dr. Burley, what about women like Christy, who test positive for the BRCA1 gene? Some women need to make a decision as to whether they want a bilateral mastectomy to reduce their risk of getting breast cancer or they want to get more intensive uh, screening. The BRCA1 and the BRCA2 genes are not the only ones that can increase breast cancer risk, right? Some women who test negative for the BRCA genes are also met with some other surprises. What they actually have is a uh, mutation of CHECK2, or uh, we have another gene called ATM, which is just like automatic teller machine, but it's a gene called ATM uh, that uh, uh, has a mutation in it that increases risk of breast cancer. And people have never heard about those genes, and sometimes they actually harm themselves by knowing there's this BRCA and going and demanding the BRCA gene when they uh, test of the BRCA gene when they get something else. You mentioned screenings earlier. What exactly are the recommendations from the American Cancer Society? Well, I'm still a big fan of good old two-dimensional mammography. We've got three-dimensional mammography and CT mammography. But when we look at the studies, a good radiologist and two-dimensional mammography is just as effective as all of those other things. This gets debated in the news time and time again, but how often should women have mammograms? The American Cancer Society recommends annual mammography starting at age 45. At the age of 55, women can elect to go to mammography every two years versus every year. And uh, women at the age of 40 need to have a discussion with the doctor about whether or not they want to do mammography every year at that point. Besides screenings, are there other things women should do to protect themselves from breast cancer? Women should be aware of their breasts. We don't uh, advocate the monthly self-breast examination anymore, but we advocate that women be aware of their breasts, and if there are changes, they should go see a physician. And what about lifestyle changes? People need to practice some prevention. Uh, Try to stay fed. Try to exercise. These things all lower risk of getting breast cancer. And uh, if you have a child, we've got good data to show that keeping that young girl thin also decreases her risk of breast cancer when she's 50 or 60 years old. There's been some major changes with technology improving detection and treatments. We're going to delve deep into that when we come right back. Home isn't just a place, it's a feeling that you're safe to enjoy the things that matter most. ADT lets you take that feeling with you. Whether you're at home, your business, or online, we help keep you safe. With security systems, home automation, alarms, and surveillance, so you can feel at home wherever you are. Go to ADT.com to get that feeling for less than a dollar a day. ADT. Home. Safe. Home. Dr. David Straley is with Regional Medical Imaging in Flint, Michigan. It's the only facility of its kind in the entire United States. He's actually developed the Rapid Breast MRI Protocol. For years, all we've had is mammograms to try and fight this disease, but now we have new technology and new software, uh, and we now think we can have a major, make a major impact on uh, survival uh, with this, against this disease. This new procedure detects cancer by looking at metabolic activity in the breast. 
Dr. Straley says the new technology allows breast-specific gamma imaging, or high-resolution position emission mammography, that tracks glucose activity in the breasts. It also cuts scanning time down to seven minutes and detects cancer four to six years earlier than mammograms. Dr. Straley says he uses molecular breast imaging when initial mammograms are inconclusive. His approach to detection was actually published in the 30th edition of the Breast Cancer Research and Treatment. Dr. Straley and his team also discovered that scanning dense breast tissue is much different than scanning fatty breast tissue. In women with dense breast tissue, uh, MRI is clearly superior to mammograms. Uh, with women with fatty breasts, the mammogram does a very good job. Nancy Capello had dense breast tissue and never thought she would ever get breast cancer. She ate right, she exercised, and she was generally healthy. But her stage three diagnosis in 2004 led her to create a nonprofit encouraging women to know more about their breast density. Well, thanks, Kim. You know, I never thought that I would be talking to women and the general public all over the globe about a, such a personal issue as my breast and breast cancer. But what happened to me is very common. I was an average risk woman for breast cancer. I didn't have any family history. I ate healthy. I exercised daily and I had my yearly mammograms. So you had 11 normal mammograms when your doctor finds a thickening. And then you had another normal mammogram so how exactly did they find the cancer? Because she felt this thickening, she went to an ultrasound. It, it, an ultrasound it was, uh, was provided, uh, implemented afterwards. And my same day, an ultrasound was given. And lo and behold, fast forward, I ended up with stage 3C breast cancer. That's very scary. So why did the doctor say that the mammogram missed the cancer? Your cancer is very challenging to find cancer in a dense breast. Because on an x-ray, which is a mammogram, cancer appears white and so does dense tissue. Therefore, year after year after year, I was getting my breast squeezed, thinking everything was right, and I had this hidden intruder trying to steal my life. So you started researching breast density and cancer. And this is what I found which astounded me and angered me. That was already in the literature, Kim, for decades. 40% of women of mammographic age, they have dense breast tissue. Now you started a nonprofit and a website, areyoudense.org, and an advocacy group. Because of the work that you've done, 31 states have passed legislation requiring doctors to inform women about their breast density. This is at a time when you should really be enjoying life. So why do you feel compelled to do this? This information is critically important. And it's important for women to have this information so they can really talk to their doctors about their own personalized screening. Um, we know that when you reduce advanced disease, and if a cancer keeps growing and growing and growing and not found, it ends up being at a later stage. When you reduce advanced disease, you reduce mortality from breast cancer. Speaking of mortality rates, the American Cancer Society says more than 40,000 women will die from breast cancer this year. That number sounds high, Dr. Brawley. Are death rates actually increasing or decreasing? Uh, well, the breast cancer death rate has actually gone down 39% since 1988. And that means that we've uh, uh, prevented about 320,000 women from dying from breast cancer who would 
not gone down. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Brawley and also Dr. Straley. And thank you, Christy and Nancy, for sharing your personal stories. I mentioned this at the top of the podcast. Men also get breast cancer. About 2,500 cases will be diagnosed this year. So it's important that men and women know their breasts and visit their doctors if they see anything alarming. Early detection proves that it does save lives. Thanks for listening to this Commando On Demand podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to share this information with your family members and friends. My podcasts are available on iTunes and in the Google Play Store, but the best way to listen is to get them in the free commando.com app. Just search for Commando in iTunes or Google Play. Oh, and by the way, would you like to watch my show live or maybe on demand on your schedule? You can if you're a Kim's Club member. Learn more at club.commando.com. And also, as a Kim's Club member, you can even come by and be my guest in the studio next time you're in Phoenix. And to listen to my show wherever you may be all across America, go to commando.com slash radio. The huge credit bureau breach may have dropped off your newsfeed, but your information may not have dropped off the dark web. Once your personal information is out there, thieves can use it to steal your identity for months, even years after a breach. Fortunately, it's not too late to get protection with LifeLock. Sign up today and we'll begin using proprietary technology to monitor your personal information for threats, including new accounts in your name, money being stolen from your 401k, or your information being sold on the dark web. And if there's a problem, one of our U.S.-based identity restoration agents will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but with LifeLock, you'll know your identity is on our radar, even if the last breach is long forgotten. Go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK today to get 10% off when you use promo code KIM. That's promo code KIM. LifeLock. More detection, more protection.